0: Welcome to the internet. Live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah in a decreasingly dank basement somewhere in the Logan metropolitan area, this is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, quote, 47 podcast in a trench coat, unquote Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts.
1: Kyle, quote, monogamous co-host, close quote, Holland, and...
2: Alex, quote, going to do a David Attenborough impression, uh, Fielder. Today, we're talking about an extremely rare specimen in the United States transit world, the successful downtown streetcar. This rare beast exists in only a few places, and maybe not where you'd expect. All this after the news. Oh no, a shark!
0: <laughs> ah, I'm sorry, that was really good, bad. Alex. No,
2: I, I thought that was No, horrible, it was good.
0: Let's keep it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, full send.
0: Full send. Okay. So in,
1: in podcast canon, David Attenborough is now dead because he got eaten alive by a shark. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Maybe zombie David ba- Attenborough will come back in a future episode. Maybe episode 100.
0: 134. Every 67 episodes, we have <laughs> David Attenborough in present.
2: Honestly, seems like a pretty good deal. <laughs> that works for me. do 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 do
0: so y'all remember that weird Metrolink extension to an airport in the middle of nowhere near St. Louis? Well, it's under construction now and apparently, oh, scheduled to be, yeah, apparently scheduled to be completed as soon as 2026. Although I'm somewhat skeptical as to whether this is actually a good idea, especially given that the much better Metrolink plans are already in the works right now, i.e. the North-South Line, it's good it's getting extended, I guess. Um, all 250,000 yearly passengers will be able to enjoy taking the train to the airport, so...
1: Woohoo! How many daily trains are they running to the airport?
0: Oh, it's going to be regular service. Oh. Uh, how many miles is this again? It's like five miles with no stops on a light rail line.
2: No stops?
0: Uh-huh. Hmm. Clearly okay. the appropriate mode choice for this.
1: And it connects to the rest of the light rail network? Correct. Because it's like a five-mile end of the line? Uh-huh. Are, are they planning I cool?
2: to infill stations at some point or no?
1: No. Presumably, these people have a normal airports. It's single track as but well. Actually, in the middle of nowhere. It's single. Hey, I guess that keeps costs down.
0: Yeah, it's single track. Um,
1: All so. right,
0: what? What? Good for them. And the weird thing about this airport is that it's like exclusively vacation destinations. Like, you can only fly from there to Florida, Vegas, and L.A.
1: Is this just like a little regional airport?
0: Yeah, but it's in St. Louis, which has St. Louis Lambert, which is like the same size as Salt Lake City's airport. Which presumably already has. Which is already, already has... connected to MetroLink.
2: Hmm. Okay, that's um, good for
0: the people of St. Louis. Hopefully, this thing gets good It's not even good the people usage. of St. Louis. It's like 30 miles from St. Louis at this point. Good for
1: the people who live far enough away from St. Louis that they're not going to go. That they don't want to go all the way to St. Louis to use the airport.
0: Cowardice. So that's that's kind of interesting. Not sure that's the best use of capital funds, but I'm not in charge of Metro. So and hey,
1: maybe they got some local funds too.
0: Uh, they got 50 million from uh, Illinois. Well, there you go. So, any who's will be. Uh, today, you know, end the news.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: So, today, we are revisiting the topic of streetcars, which we haven't covered in, like, two years at this point. Well, except all the times we did, but... <laughs>
1: well, not for, like, a whole episode.
0: Yeah, not just for a whole cars. episode. It's, it's been uh, 64 episodes since we talked about streetcars the first time.
1: What? So for episode 69, are we bringing back Light Rail versus BRT?
0: Oh, uh, that the battle, would be, The Battle of
1: LA Transit Extensions. I mean, we
0: could do that in episode 70, is revisiting LRT versus BRT. Maybe I'll we'll do that for 75. Okay. Fair. Yeah, fair.
2: Well, that's fair, yeah.
0: But anyway, we're talking about streetcars today.
1: I'm so. canceling your intro in advance. Why? I don't like it. Why not? It's phrased in the form of a question. It is a question. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> okay. So, so. a streetcar. No, <laughs> no, no. I, no, I no, wanted no. to start with a little bit. It's one of the is one of the recent infatuations of the American federal government. Yes. It's it's ha- it's having its turn in the uh, federal transit well, funding cycle. Well, no, it, it
0: it's turn is done now. And now BRT has its
1: turn. Okay. It recently <laughs> had its turn, but it was like after light rail before BRT. Yes. FTA has eras.
0: I think they're slowly like decreasing in quality of what they like to fund like in the 70s and in the 90s, they're like, let's build subways. Then they're like, let's build light rail in the 90s and thousands. And then they're like, let's build streetcars in the Obama era. Now they're like, let's build a bus.
1: So Alex, how do streetcars stack up in in the rankings of all other transit modes?
2: I don't like how you made it so I can ask the question. But a streetcar is that basically... Was on <laughs> I know. A streetcar is basically a light rail line... But a bit less. Uh, most are almost exclusively street running, most, uh, with very little or no transit signal priority or separation from traffic.
0: Yeah, and here's where the, the, the S-Line's claim to be a street car becomes extremely dubious. <laughs> because
1: the S-Line does not share <laughs> any runs right of way. almost
0: exclusively in a private right of way.
1: Yeah, and when it parallels a street, it does not mix with traffic. Only yeah. S-Line goes on S-Line guideway.
2: Yeah, well, that's why we love the S-Line. It's, it's special. Yeah. Uh, I
0: mean, it's faster than the average streetcar because of it, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it doesn't make it any better, does it? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but almost all streetcars operate as single-unit trains, often with smaller vehicles than mainline light rail vehicles, which is also something the S-Line is really bad at. Um, they're pretty much L R T light.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you have, you know, Budweiser and Bud White, and then you have light rail and light light. I was gonna Light, compare light Rail.
1: I was gonna compare it to BRT and BRT light. Because if BRT was light rail running entirely in reused freight rail corridor with grade crossings and real stations and all that. LA moment. <laughs> I know, right? And even high floor, if you're lucky, then light rail light is just the worst parts of light rail that you're only supposed to use occasionally when you only really have to. But just all that.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Well, these uh, LRT light trains, the streetcars, um, have been around with America for a long time. They're pretty much as American as apple pie, as... Um, old listeners would know Uh, they entered the scene in the mid to late 1800s as more efficient means of public transportation than the previously dominant omnibuses which are the horse drawn buses
0: I think that's quite funny like the idea of a horse drawn bus in 2023 like sometimes I think we should return because of climate change but also
1: I mean if you put like a little wagon behind the horse to pick up all the poop
0: Oh we just we'll hire more street sweepers. Make it a jobs program.
1: Oh yes, there we go. (laughs) CCC part two, except it's omnibuses.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I I personally do not like horses. It's a it's a vendetta of mine, but Wait, why don't you like horses? Um They just intimidate me. (laughs) I I've never they're big. I've yeah. never liked. Um, you, you usually find them on like mountain biking trails down in Draper. Oh, so that's never. And that's, that's not a bad match. Um, it's it's a fine match if everyone knows what they're doing, but not right. everyone knows what they're doing. So, Next. I
1: kind of I kind of like a lot of the mountain bike trails they have up north of downtown Salt Lake in like City Creek Canyon area because they will make separate trails for. Uphill mountain biking combined with hiking, and downhill mountain biking. So those are separate. And sometimes they'll even have a separate hiking-only trail. I'm not sure where horses fit into that picture exactly.
0: There are horse-only sections on the Jordan River Trail. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah. So Uh, when you've got enough volume, sometimes you can, like, separate out the different modes.
2: Yeah. Well, you just really have to like horses to have a horse in a city. Um, But I guess if you're rich, you can, so...
1: More horse infrastructure.
0: Question. Are horses allowed in the bike lane? I say yes.
1: I don't see why not. As I mean, it's
0: long about the it, same speed as a bike. As long <laughs> as
2: I get cleaned up after, then it's not too yeah. much of a problem. And
1: I mean, literally everything in between a street legal car or motorcycle or moped and shoes with no wheels belongs in the bike lane per city ordinance.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna email the city and ask if I can take a horse in the bike lane. Yeah,
2: I feel like they would they would be okay with that, but why you would oh, I, I d- don't know. To keep feel the like, horse safe
1: from all the cars. Yeah,
2: but I feel like it would spook so easily.
1: Probably less so than being in the car part of the road. It
0: depends. But yeah, moving I'm on horse, from our, our discussion of horses <laughs> and bike lanes.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, can we talk about? how the original streetcars are different from current-day streetcars. Because right now we're kind of drawing a comparison between, like, the literal original electric rail car and, like, a modern streetcar. And I feel like those have arisen from completely different contexts. Modern streetcars
0: are are low-floor and accessible and nice to ride. Old streetcars were weird, wooden, and suck.
1: This is true.
0: If you've ridden on a Muni streetcar, you know what I'm talking about.
2: (laughs) yeah they have the charm though that people love and it keeps the blacksmiths employed but back on track that that was a very long tangent (laughs) back on track honestly yes that might be one of the longest tangents yet but enjoyable um the the streetcars have utilized a variety of propulsion technologies over time uh they started from cable haulage and simple horse-drawn cars um to electric, which electric traction was invented in the early 1800s. We don't know for sure, but maybe in South Bend, Indiana. They, Specifically with South, overhead wires.
0: South Bend, Indiana really likes, it says that they have the first electric streetcar in the world, but no one is quite sure because you didn't keep like as good records back then.
1: Yeah, and technology was just advancing so fast.
2: Did, did Salt Lake have the second? Isn't Salt Lake don't we have the first trolley bus first trolley bus okay that's it Hmm. well if you'd like to learn more about the streetcar history um look at any of our previous episodes uh pretty much every american city had a streetcar so that's how most of them start um but episode three is dedicated to streetcars Go take a listen.
1: Every every single history episode
0: is like, hey, did you know Calgary had a streetcar and then it didn't and now it has something else instead and it's worse.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. That, that's our
0: form. Did you?
1: Yeah.
0: Did you know that L.A. had like the best public transportation in the world and now it definitely doesn't?
1: And then maybe eventually it'll get something resembling that back.
0: Yeah, with billions of dollars and a ton of work. Yeah.
1: And by 2057 not accounting for time inflation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so something you may have noticed if you are a student of the modern streetcar, as I am. Or a student. Or a student. At or a just major university. Or a person <laughs> yeah. in general, uh, is that there are a lot of modern, uh, of streetcar lines that have been built in like the last 20 years.
1: Which kind of makes sense because, again, they had their federal funding era. Like there's a lot of light rail systems that were built during the light rail era. Right. And a lot of metros but built But the question
0: metro, is yeah. why now and why this in particular? That's and a great bloody question. I will question. tell you. Uh, the answers are twofold. Number one, Obama. 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 <laughs> Obama. Yeah. Uh, number two, d- 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 frequent co-host of the podcast Portland, Oregon. <laughs> uh... Which is an awfully weird combination, uh, but it makes sense. So Portland started the streetcar trend, the modern streetcar trend, that is, by building the first segment of what is now the NS line in 2001, which was a big hit. And then suddenly everyone decided, wow, I need a streetcar, not for transportation purposes, because that would be stupid, but because in Portland it caused a whole ton of economic development in the Pearl District.
1: And then everybody else wanted economic development.
0: in. Not the Pearl District, but yes. So...
1: And did that work?
0: uh, Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Fun fact, Portland streetcars' initial lines were built almost exclusively with local dollars, even though most future lines in anywhere would be built with federal dollars.
1: And aren't they owned and operated by the city of Portland? Yeah, they're
0: owned... No, they're owned by the city of Portland and operated by TriMet.
1: Right, because TriMet did not want to build them.
0: Because... Yeah, they were too busy building the MAX.
1: Honestly, fair.
0: Because 2001, that's like just after the red line opens, right? S- yeah. The Portland red line. So, like, they're just, like, barely, like... They've just finished the West Side MAX. They're building out the green line and the yellow line and the green line and the red line and the orange line. They have too many lines.
1: Also, of note noticed Portland has some of the more streetcar-y streetcars in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they use... Actual streetcar-specific vehicles yeah, that are lighter. Yeah, you
0: can't run their trains on light rail. Yeah, they're lighter
1: and slower than regular trains and better suited to be a streetcar. And they have, like, cheaper Winkers. shallow bed track that you can't run, like, a freight train on. Uh, you can't on. run
0: max trains over their streetcar tracks. They're too heavy. Yeah. So, except in, like, the three sections where they share track, mainly over Tilkin Crossing. But, yeah. Um... But then... Is that why Silicon Crossing is speed limited to 25? No, the streetcars can make 45. What? It's just they hate themselves in Portland. I don't know. Back to being pissed. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Then the Obama administration came into power in 2008. Obama. Obama. And by 2014, had spent more than half a billion dollars building new streetcar systems in cities across the country. Should be noted that streetcars of this era are more often built in the service of economic redevelopment rather than necessarily being transit investments in and of themselves, which is why some have been successful and others have not. Because it <laughs> turns out you kind of want to hit both aspects,
1: the useful transit one and the economic development one.
0: Right. And this is why, for example, going back to Portland, since they are... This, since, like, at one point they had, like, a quarter of all streetcar ridership in the country... <laughs> um, <laughs> of modern streetcars, that is. They they have one line that is really successful and has recovered pretty well from the pandemic, and that is the north-south line. It's the original line. It runs from, like, kind of a popular area in the n- northwest of the city to the south waterfront, which is, like, this crazy, like, Vancouver-esque tower mm-hmm. development.
1: And, and in the middle, it goes through Portland proper.
0: Goes through downtown and by Portland State University. So it goes to all these things... And sure, it has caused a lot of economic development, but it's a relatively decent way to get between those areas if you don't, like, want to take the bus or whatever. Or
1: walk the whole way.
0: Or walk or bike the whole way, right. Whereas the A and B loops, which are the two that go across the river, go nowhere and are extremely slow going there. And so no one rides them.
1: (laughs) So make the streetcar go somewhere.
0: Right. And I mean, it is like probably going to eventually be fixed because it has caused a lot of like development on the central east side where it goes but like still you know so successful street cars in the year of our lord 2023 Uh, we're going to talk about three today tucson not what you would expect kansas city also not a place you would expect to be on this list and cincinnati once again (laughs) not exactly these like urbanist meccas or even transit meccas, like, there are cities that are way worse performing on this list that have great transit overall, but just build a really shitty streetcar. (laughs) (laughs) DC, for example. Um, But yeah, so, unexpected successes. Uh, When we think of successful modern streetcar systems, folks often have trouble coming up with one that actually is, besides Portland, which carried more than 15,000 daily riders before the pandemic, and is close to 10,000 today. The modern streetcar landscape is littered with embarrassments. Atlanta, Dallas, D.C., Salt Lake City's S-Line, <laughs> St. Louis's Del Mar Loop, and a whole plethora of others. Uh, all big plans that have so far failed to live up to their promises in terms of ridership. Also, like, Milwaukee, Kenosha, like, the list goes on and on and on. But there are a few standout systems that have seemingly out of nowhere succeeded, and largely not in the sort of places you would expect. The The first of these being...
2: Yeah, is uh, Tucson's Sunlink streetcar. Um, Well, Tucson is not the place you think of when you're talking about successful urbanism or public transit in general. But despite this, the city has one of the most successful modern streetcar systems in the country. The line was completed back in 2014, running just under four miles between the city's West Bank, downtown, and the University of Arizona, hint, hint, and a hospital. It uses 8 streetcars from Brookville, running every 10 minutes between 8.30 and 6.30, with 15-minute service during most other periods.
0: Yeah, so it's like a lot better service than a lot of other streetcars. Like, there are a lot of streetcars that run like the American standard service pattern of every 15 minutes, or like 20 minutes, because people hate themselves. Like, I think <laughs> that the Charlotte streetcar runs every 20 minutes.
1: Which is kind of weird, especially if you think of them as, like, souped-up replacements for buses. You would think in addition to being higher capacity, more reliable, and more user-friendly, they would also be at least a bit more frequent.
2: Well, wrong Especially streetcars, if they're slower and they go less distance, you would want them to be more frequent, because it's, in some places, it would compete for walking. So why you wouldn't have frequency?
0: That's what a streetcar is, is a pedestrian accelerator. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily a bus, although it can be in some cases, or, like, a train or whatever. It's just meant to be like, oh, well, I'm walking this area that's a popular area, and the streetcar also goes there, and it comes pretty often, so I'm just going to get on there so I don't have to walk the whole ways.
1: But if it only comes every 20 minutes...
0: Or every 15 minutes, that's not very useful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. 10 minutes is probably... The bare minimum, I would say, five would be probably probably perfect. Yeah, for a streetcar,
1: probably should be true. So, how successful is this Tucson streetcar? streetcar?
2: Well, good segue. The, it's what
0: I said. He had a good segue.
2: Oh, oh, sorry, which I ruined. Yeah, <laughs> that was a I'm good segue. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but the streetcar has about um, forty six hundred uh, weekday riders uh, as of the second quarter of twenty twenty three. And it gets most of the riders per vehicle revenue hour of any streetcar system in the country.
0: You know, I'm always more of, like, a riders per track mile sort of person. But I think riders per vehicle revenue mile is also a pretty good measure of, like, how much people are using the service.
1: You mean vehicle revenue hour?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, because it takes about 27 minutes to get from one end of the Tucson streetcar to the other. Whew. Yeah, not great. But oh. that does mean that on any average trip, a streetcar is carrying about 50 people. Wow. Okay. That's
2: not bad.
1: I guess, I guess given the slow speeds of a streetcar, this is a useful metric, also because you can kind of divide an approximation of operating costs by how many people are using it.
2: Right. Well, and 50 people for just one car, which is the streetcar, that's more people than I've seen on tracks, not on game day. <laughs> So. Yeah,
0: you'll see you'll see you'll see less people on that in a two-car train and tracks occasionally. Yeah, so, yeah. so that
2: that's really good. So not bad at all.
1: And the yeah. per mile number is over a thousand, which is plenty respectable for a
0: streetcar, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: certainly quite a bit better than you're going to get on a bus. Yeah, Outside well, of, like, that depends on the Vancouver. bus. That
0: depends on the bus. Like I don't know, there's a few bus routes in the Pacific Northwest that really do some numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nonetheless.
2: Well, the streetcar includes some fun infrastructure, such as a streetcar and pedestrian-only underpass under a major road between the hospital and University of Arizona.
0: That's cool.
2: Grade-separated streetcar
0: question mark.
1: Ooh, (laughs) S-line wishes. S-line wishes.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm not surprised it gets good ridership with the largest university in the U.S., so...
0: Uh, that's actually Arizona State. This is not the largest university in the U.S.
2: University of Arizona? Uh, oh, yeah, Arizona I thought Arizona State, State oh. was the big one. Oh, I got them mixed up. Well, that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah
1: don't yeah. get me started in Utah universities, which all contain Utah and university in the name.
2: Oh, that's great. Uh, uh, Utah Tech? Oh, is, oh, Utah
0: Technical yeah. University. Yeah. Or Utah Polytechnic University.
1: The full name includes the university.
0: Yeah. Womp, womp. And then, yeah, so now we get to go to number two, the Kansas City streetcar, which is my second favorite streetcar in the country.
1: Question Is yes. it in both Kansas cities or does it stay in one state? It
0: stays in Missouri because the, the Kansas, Kansas City is terrible.
1: Oh. <laughs> Rip.
0: Having spent some time there with relatives who live in Kansas City, Kansas.
1: yep So. Is this like the. Portland-Vancouver Portland, Van, Portland Vancouver situation where Vancouver didn't want to pay for transit?
0: No, there's just no reason to send it across the river.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So now that we've burned uh, Kansas City, Kansas to the ground... <laughs>
0: Uh, So the Kansas City streetcar is the legacy of failed efforts to jump on the light rail train in the 90s and early 2000s. Kansas City wanted to build a regional light rail system like many other cities, including its uh, sister city of St. Louis had, but it was voted down. Hashtag just red state things.
1: Yeah, because we can only have highways and not a light rail. True. That's communist. Absolutely. Karl Marx wrote about it in
0: his book. Mine light rail or DOS light rail.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that one.
0: Um, Voters approved a two-mile streetcar (laughs) line downtown in 2012, and the line was completed between the city's Union Station in the south and the Riverfront North Market District in the north. Okay. I
1: mean, short, but cool.
0: It runs right down Main Street and past nearly every major attraction in downtown Kansas City with service every 10 to 12 minutes during daytime hours. All right. And it carried nearly 6,000 daily riders in 2019. Now you can do your track mile calculations with that.
1: You mean route mile? Route and mile. that would be three thousand.
0: For context, folks, that's more than um, the Portland Max got, that's more than what's it called? The San Diego Trolley gets. That's this, more than tracks has ever got on any line. This is
1: more than like many, many actual light rail lines. That
0: carry a lot of people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on a two mile pedestrian accelerator, uh-huh. if you will.
0: Uh-huh. Big deal.
1: That's insane well thought out route
0: Um, it carries about uh, 4200 daily riders in 2022 but it's expected to fully recover its ridership and exceed it either this year or next year and
1: that's still a very good number
0: yes wow (laughs) Uh, interestingly it's operated by an independent transit authority the Kansas City Streetcar Authority uh, rather than by the the KCMTA
1: do we know why that is
0: I think it's like a city situation where the city paid a lot of money right. for it. It's like the Portland thing like again. Like Portland. And unlike in a lot of other places where you already have a rail system, so it mm. makes more sense to agglomerate the two. There's none. There is no rail system in Yeah, how do DC? you do like
1: a maintenance facility for a two-mile streetcar? You have a shed. Oh.
0: You have, like just like a...
1: One little shed. A
0: little shed and you fit like all six streetcars in it and you fix them.
1: They could probably just put that on like an empty lot downtown. They did. Oh. Because <laughs> I was wondering, how do you get like all the tracks to get out to the big old maintenance facility in the middle of suburban wherever? <laughs> no, but they no, do that in Portland
0: as well. Shed. Actually, they have just a few like weird trolley sheds scattered around downtown. That's hilarious. I like so that. yeah, they don't they don't they don't do the UTA thing where it has to like back out onto the main line and then back up and then get <laughs> on the Green Line. Return. Yeah.
1: Return to shed.
0: <laughs> we, we we only have two cars, so we could just put a shed at, at one end of the line and just stick Don't them we in there.
1: Oh, I thought we had three for some reason.
0: Uh, only two of them work. Oh, okay. The third one got in a really bad accident a while ago <laughs> and now can't go above 20 miles an hour. Anyways, <laughs> return
1: to Charlie Square.
0: Um, So, good news for the Kansas City streetcar, since it is such a superstar, it's getting extended three miles, or I think four miles south to the University of Missouri at Kansas City, and will run through some of the city's densest and most popping neighborhoods, which is probably going to supercharge ridership, which will make the KC streetcar even more of a superstar than it already is. Cool. It's going to be like almost a proper, like, short light rail line at this point.
1: Except all street running and presumably not very fast.
0: I mean, it's not slow compared to other streetcars. Do we know the average speed? Like 15.
1: That's really good. Uh-huh. That's really good for street running. On
0: the on the new line, it'll be faster, I think, cuz uh- it's going to be just like I think it's going to have some median running, so it'll be able to hit 35.
1: This is going to be basically a street running light rail. Line. Uh-huh. So that's based. Go Kansas City.
2: It, is Kansas uh the University of whatever, the University of Kansas or whatever, is that in this side of Kansas City?
0: Yeah, it's in, uh, so the University of Missouri at Kansas City. So it is in, (laughs) it's in the Missouri half, which is the good half of Kansas City.
2: Okay. Okay. So it seems like university really drives streetcar so far.
1: University drives all transit because you got a bunch of broke college students (laughs) traveling
0: between
2: urban areas.
0: But especially trains. College students like trains. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, cheap.
2: I I've been to Kansas before, I just don't know well, Kansas City, I just don't know which one. But <laughs> I think that's kind of Well the if point. you were
0: in the city part you were in Kansas City and if you were in the <laughs> suburb part you were in Kansas City. So uh,
2: Ouch. I think I was in Kansas City then. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I wonder if they're regretting not hopping on the light rail train now.
0: They probably are, which is why they're building a light rail line.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I hope it doesn't cost too much.
0: Uh it's been pretty reasonable. That's Street good. cars you can do that shallow track, and it does make a difference. So yeah,
1: that's that's good. That's
0: good. Let me let me yeah. look at how long the extension is real quick, because I want to make sure my numbers weren't bullshit.
1: I'd be curious to hear what the cost per mile is, since we've been so down I on these one the or 50s. two billion dollar mile metros. I think it's in the fifties. All right, perfectly respectable in this day and age.
0: Oh yeah, it's like three and a half miles, four miles ish. Cool. So it's gonna be like a five and a half mile streetcar line.
1: It's like three times as long.
2: Yeah, cool. almost. That'd be good. Yeah,
0: and, and it runs through some like really cool neighborhoods as well, like, like like the Sugar House of Kansas City. <laughs> it runs through the Ninth and Ninth of Kansas City. It'll run through. Like it's it's gonna be a real rock star. So. Sweet.
2: Well, this leads us to the Cincinnati Bell Connector, or Cincy, as it's shortened to. Uh, It's not a superstar high performer like the others, but has made a remarkable pandemic recovery of more than 200% of pre pandemic ridership by the end of the year. And they made it free.
0: Um, Prior to the pandemic, it carried about 500,000 people per year, Uh which is not great. Uh, And today, it's carrying over a million this most recent year and growing. (laughs) Well, it's different. Just the
1: free part? They made
0: it free. That made that much of a difference? Well, if you think about like what a street, a downtown streetcar is good right. for, them, like it's just a circulator. So, ease of access is the most important thing.
1: Hop on, hop off. Hop
0: on, hop off. Hop Speed, on, hop off.
1: Not that important. Frequency, mildly important, but it's not like a regional service. Right.
0: So, like having to pay is a barrier for streetcars in a way that it isn't for other transit. Right. Because
1: if I'm taking the light rail like five miles, I've planned this trip in advance. I'm probably making it several times a month at least. And I've already decided what the best mode for me is going to be. Streetcar. Oh, eh, it's there. Get on.
0: Yeah, like you could just be at the mall or whatever downtown and be like...
1: I want to be somewhere else.
0: I want to be somewhere else. Oh, I don't want to walk. Oh, yeah, the streetcar. It's free, too.
1: Kind of like the concept of a free fare square. Except it's a streetcar.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm.
1: there's no light right
0: there. I, I imagine
2: the hourglass um, type of track is another reason for that. For the ridership.
0: Let's look up a map real quick of the Cincinnati... Look it up. Like the light I don't have Discord on my computer anymore, so I can't send it to you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So it's like... It's shaped kind of like an hourglass or an infinity sign in that it runs, like, on monodirectional streets, but, like, the side it's on switches once. Interesting. And the map they have is quite good. so I, I can That's see fun. that
2: being really useful to get anywhere.
0: I think mm. so. Yeah. And uh, I know I have some some Twitter fans of the pod who are real boosters of the Cincinnati streetcar. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, this one, I didn't put this on here, but might also be getting extended to a university. So that would be good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, the logo is cool as well.
0: Yeah, it's just an infinity symbol. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Infinite
1: streetcar. Yeah, because it just goes around in a straight in <laughs> Oh, circle. you're right, because with that crossover, and well, I guess with the loops on the end, it just goes in, the, in a literal loop.
0: Yeah, it doesn't like stop and. Turn. Like they don't have to turn around. No, it just keeps going, which is pretty common for streetcars, because a lot of them are monodirectional. That's nice, actually. Yeah. So, anywho's will be. Uh, what's the secret to a successful streetcar?
1: Going useful places would be like a very basic baseline.
0: So, I have a list. I wrote oh. it down. I was smart. Okay,
1: I'll check it twice.
0: <laughs> hey, it's not Advent yet. Um, <laughs> so, streetcars that are, quote, number one, easy to use. Streetcars need to be faster than walking, and since they normally don't average about more than about 12 miles an hour, they need to be frequent. Streetcars running every 10, 15 or 20 just don't cut it. Because
1: you've got to factor in, like, the worst case, you just missed the streetcar. Is it going to be faster to walk to your destination? Yes. And wait for the next... And herein unless problem. <laughs> S-line moment, as it were. S-line <laughs> moment.
0: Although, it's not normally faster to walk than the S-line... Yeah, Except that's, on Sundays. That's
1: just Sunday service. If you miss the S line, you can just speed walk to the end. And you don't even it. have to speed walk. This is true.
0: Um, making them free is also a plus. You're never going to make any money off the damn things anyway, so you may as well not inconvenience riders that you might otherwise lose to walking or Ubering.
1: That's fair, and I think this probably also pairs with the uh, local development patterns we saw in Portland and Kansas City where, like, the city paid for a lot of the streetcar, Because it's a public service run specifically for people in the city. In the central city. So, like, we aren't subsidizing these things with much of any state or, like, regional transit funds. It's a service run by the city for the people of the city or in the city. True. And especially if you want to combine it with the whole development, development tool concept, there's all sorts of fun and exciting ways you can, like collect taxes or justify how much economic development this will bring, how much tax revenue pay for the streetcar, whatever. So if you're in a red state you can do a lot of math to figure out
0: True. that sort of stuff. Uh, number two, it needs to go places. Uh, Whoa. Street, yeah, I know, concept.
1: Like multiple places? You multiple can't just places. have one place multiple on one end places. of the route. True. And cross your fingers.
0: Too many <laughs> downtown streetcars just don't go anywhere. Tucson shows that with a good enough alignment, you can get a lot of riders. Streetcars should connect with more than one neighborhood and destination.
1: A minimum would be two. <clears> That's <clears throat> like... <laughs>
0: I, I wouldn't call a Central Point a destination.
1: Yeah, the one is the one destination is Sugar House. And the Except other it's not even
0: in Sugar House.
1: The one destination is some apartments <laughs> on the side of Sugar House, and the other destination doesn't exist. Hence my point. You should have at least two.
0: True.
2: And, and making it free would not help one bit. Not no, for the S line, no. Th- I think no. that's
0: a situational thing. If you have a system that is already like in a good area and has multiple destinations on it, making it freaking help. If it's just in the middle of freaking nowhere, that's not going to do anything. And also <laughs> the
1: pedestrian accelerator thing from earlier, the S-line having, like, the big pedestrian area on one end, and then nothing is not very good at that. Mm-hmm. It, its most useful use is actually as just a feeder for a the light rail. A shuttle
0: from Sugarhouse to White rail, basically. Which makes it
1: not a pedestrian accelerator. It makes it part of the regional transit network.
0: So it should run downtown, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Um,
1: Least streetcar, streetcar. Can you name a left streetcar, streetcar? Thought so. <laughs>
0: Give me a minute. J Church.
1: <laughs> okay, fair.
0: That runs in a subway. <laughs> okay, um,
1: okay. <laughs> Do I need to, like, prefix this with modern?
0: <laughs> hey, that's extremely modern. What are you talking about? They <laughs> that, use they use light rail vehicles. That
1: is true. It's more modern than the S
0: light. Yeah. Um... Number three, uh, not stupid heritage trolleys. Use modern rolling stock. They Please. are not a stupid heritage trolleys are a novelty, a tourist attraction, not transportation. Cough, cough. New Orleans. Cough, cough. Uh, J... or let's see, F Market. Cough, cough. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, if you, you want you wanna, level
1: or near level boarding.
0: Yeah,
2: if you want to run the heritage streetcars, just keep them for special events, holidays. Uh, Just don't use them all the time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... And then finally, number four is it should connect to other transit. I didn't mention this early in the episode, but both the KC and Tucson streetcars connect to the most important transit hubs in their cities, as well as, in Kansas City's case, some BRT lines. Crazy. These things are never going to be the region-spanning lines, so to get ridership, they have to have good connections to other transit.
1: That's fair. Just, like... Any local bus you run should connect to other services, especially faster services.
0: This is where, like, the... This is where, like, the T-Link in Tacoma and the Orange County Streetcar are going to be really good in the future because they're both connecting on both ends, kind of, to regional transit. In Mm. in the Orange County Streetcar's case, it's going to be MetroLink and LA Metro, like, light rail, or probably light rail. (laughs) And in Tacoma's case, it's going to be... The line one link. So.
1: And think of this as from the perspective of like a visitor to your to your downtown or other or other streetcar service. Right.
0: right. Like I'm, you know, let's say I'm Bill and Bob Joe from Hickwad suburb of nowhere. And right. I get on the commuter train to go into the city. And when I get off, I can get on the streetcar. Right.
1: Instead of having like, say your destination is a mile, mile and a half way, away. Like you could walk that. You don't really want to. Yeah. And with a direct streetcar transfer in, say, Union Station or whatever you've got.
0: Or, yeah, at Pioneer Courthouse Square or sure. Library Galleria or whatever.
2: I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking about if Logan kept the streetcar from the, <laughs> from the uh, station to downtown to the university, and then they just extended oh, it up onto nice. campus, that, that would probably be one of the best streetcars on the list. Assuming we still have train service to the station.
0: If you build a front-runner line to Logan... Yeah. ...then it would be a perfectly reasonable idea to build a streetcar that goes from the front-runner station along Main Street through downtown by, you know, all the big things there... And then up to the university.
1: That's great. You've got two major destinations and one major transfer station. Right,
0: and you want a higher capacity vehicle for that sort of thing. Oh, certainly. Not
1: to to mention that streetcars are a lot more approachable to people who are new to an area or new to using transit in general. And
0: getting on a bus can be scary for the first time because you have to, like, talk to someone. You can't just, like, scamper on and and you got to,
1: like, look at the map. If you're in Logan and there's, like... One streetcar and you can see the rails going off in the distance to your destination.
2: That is a <laughs> lot easier, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. One day.
0: Yeah. Soon, hopefully. Once everyone gets their heads in a row about stinking climate change. Oh, um,
1: so smoggy this morning.
0: Oh my gosh, Alex, we should send you a picture. It is bad. We can't see two blocks from our apartment.
2: Wait, really? Because I, yeah. I I thought it would be as bad up here in Logan, but it's actually better. Than it is Dude, I was looking. I was
1: looking at a building like a block south of us, and it's like at like half opacity.
0: Yeah, you can't see. Like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's really you, bad. You have
2: to send me a photo.
0: Like, I'm, I'm. I have biked like two inches today, and my throat <laughs> hurts really badly already. So yeah, Woo-hoo. I think my asthma's
2: gotten better since I moved, which is probably, probably yeah. That is not something that should happen, but I guess it does. certainly
0: not. <laughs>
1: Maybe if Utah would, like, set and try and meet some climate goals.
0: True. So, uh, this brings us to how to fix our other streetcar systems, the ones that are not superstars, like the two plus one that we discussed today. Uh, Number one, frequency, frequency, frequency.
1: Cannot understate how much these things are usually pedestrian accelerators so being able to just get on and just get off and just not worry about it no i want to
0: put turnstiles in my streetcar a station a huge quality of life factor
1: yeah turnstiles great idea on your middle of the street platform yeah
0: uh <laughs> hey la does it la does
1: it can you imagine a portland streetcar <laughs> stop that's like side running and there's just like a fence made out of a crap ton of turnstiles going around the boarding area the whole
0: thing
2: yeah <laughs>
1: The streetcar operator has to stop the streetcar so it lines up with the turnstile. The
0: turnstile, and then you get in through the turnstile into the vehicle. This will cause
1: zero <laughs> operational problems. Zero.
0: <laughs> it's platform screen doors, but turnstiles in for streetcars.
1: This is probably the dumbest idea I've ever heard.
0: No, it's not.
2: I, I no, it's my, not. You're right. I, I had no my first X. encounter <laughs> with uh, platform screen doors in the Denver airport the other day. Oh.
1: Do they have a people mover? Or is that for they, the? They have a people. really good
2: people mover on rubber tires. Cool. Because
0: <laughs> we can only build gadget bond trains and airports for some reason. Uh,
1: <laughs> the flippin' Oakland airport connector. <laughs> no, Why is that, that just not like I love normal? Oh, have... let's pick the slow, slower than normal gadget bond technology and charge fifty bajillion dollars to use it.
0: Did you even ride it? No. Oh, I wrote it. I thought it was fun. I
1: cheaped I out and I got the bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun.
0: Yeah. Um, other things. Make the damn thing free if it's in a good area and that will actually help.
1: Yeah. If it's being used as a pedestrian accelerator for people to get around in dense areas, yes, make it free. If it's being used as like a feeder for your larger transit network, kind of like a bus would be, maybe not
0: so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make it faster. You can do that. <coughs> priori- Portland, <coughs> Portland. <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, Portland. So if if you want to see what making giving a streetcar priority in dedicated space looks like, you should look at, of all places, Detroit, who have, <laughs> you know, almost LRT ized their uh, little streetcar line that cool. they have there. So. Now, I have another question for you guys. Yeah? Are streetcars dumb or based? Discuss.
1: The one in Kansas um, City sounds pretty cool. I kind of want to ride it now.
2: Yeah, Kansas City one sounds great. All, all the ones we talked about today sound great. I think the they're based in most cases.
1: I don't think I want to call any of them dumb.
2: Some of them are just uh, worse, I would say. I. It just depends how you use them and what... It's a case-by-case case basis, but we should be designing good streetcars, not S-lines.
1: I'm going to put the scale from mid to base because it's <laughs> hard to make one that's, like, actually literally useless. I'm not saying places haven't done this, but it's difficult. Like, even the <laughs> most development tool streetcar lines of all time, like the S-line, still give you some nice outcomes. It's still nicer to nicer to use and, like, A hair faster than the bus. Um, It's a
0: little more than a hair faster than the bus. Well, there
1: you go. Um, On that one, we got the nice biking and walking path, which is very nice. Um, It potentially has a future as a light rail branch, which is nice. So I'm not going to call that one dumb, but it's like objectively way worse than like the Kansas City streetcar, which is actually good.
0: I didn't want nuance. I wanted, like, bad takes. Come on, guys. Um, uh, light all the streetcar takes? tracks on fire. Yeah, streetcars,
2: tear them up again. We made a mistake. <laughs> <and everybody laughs> streetcars, make sure
1: all the cars can drive on the streetcar tracks. Average, they die cana- the same.
0: average Canadian transit advocate moment. <laughs> so they die
1: <laughs> the same fate that the original streetcars did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fern, I'm talking to you right now, if you're listening. I'm talking to you. This is about you.
1: <laughs> Fern mentioned.
0: Fern mentioned. If you know who that is,
1: you get, like... You're eating a gummy bear while talking on the podcast. If you know who
0: that is, you should get, like, transit Twitter, like, God points, if you know who I'm talking about. Do you really deserve God points? I feel like Fern's pretty famous. No, whatever. And here, look at this neat little map of all the different streetcars that I have. Yeah,
2: this map just... It's like you gave a whole bunch of school kids paperclips, and you said, unfold these however you want. But you accidentally gave <laughs> Philadelphia a coat hanger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, another fun thing about transit lines in general is straight is usually a good thing.
0: True. Many streetcars are not this.
1: Because it turns <laughs> out people like going from origins to destinations. In the f- most just, efficient possible manner? Yeah, and not just like kind of like around, you know?
0: Cough, cough, Atlanta. Cough, cough, Memphis. I got to say most
1: of these are, being pr- are doing a pretty good job. Of just, like, going in only, like, two compass directions. <laughs> like, straight and then turn right. That's good.
2: Yeah. So The Seattle streetcar. One thing I, I did like was at the end of... Well, I guess I didn't hop on at the end of one side. But at one end, it was, like, a pedestrianized plaza as the end point, which I thought was great. That's nice. <laughs> if I remember that correctly. San Francisco cable yeah. car moment. Hmm. I might be just dreaming that, but I'm pretty sure that happened. That'd be nice.
1: Salt Lake Airport train moment. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a bad way to do end of lines. Mhm. Mhm.
0: Mhm. 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 Mhm.
1: Love the Philly map. Is that just running on some <laughs> heritage lines?
0: No, they have a subway streetcar line. They have they have like the equivalent of the Boston Green Line or Muni Metro, and <laughs> also like just a regular streetcar line. So I don't know, man.
1: All right, though. <laughs> Philly moment. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. New Orleans. That's a map. (laughs) Indeed it is. I really wish they'd just loop the St. Charles out and, like, fix that for me. But... But it's frozen in time. So how could you do anything? Disclaimer, I really don't like New Orleans streetcars. But...
1: Museum on Wheels.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Moving Museums, wasn't that the episode title for that? Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any further comments on streetcars before I end the episode?
1: Or uninformed hot takes?
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't think so. Streetcars, now we've covered them twice, so...
1: Um, transit agencies know the difference in purpose between streetcars and light rail, because I'm not sure I fully understood that as a Salt Lake City resident before <laughs> doing this episode.
0: Oh, and it kind of feels like sometimes our... Uh, Politicians don't understand that, i.e. why the max goes like two miles an hour through the entirety of Portland.
1: Yeah, because as we've just laid out, even though there's a lot of technological overlap and design overlap between streetcars and light rail, the purposes are so different and thus are the operating characteristics as
0: well.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube and to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what we do here, please consider becoming a member on Patreon. Patrons receive exclusive content, early access to our regular content, as well as occasional merch drops. Speaking of patrons...
1: <laughs> yeah, give me a minute.
0: Kyle's
2: going to pull it up. Well, I'll mention real quick to the patrons that we're very close to being done with button designs.
1: Yeah, by the time you hear this, I believe we will have announced uh, buttons.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I don't know. We spent hours on them. We spent, we spent your guys' money. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you. Um, By we, we mean mostly so. Alex. Thanks, Alex.
0: Yeah, you spent the time making them.
2: Well, yeah. Anyway, we hope you, you enjoy them, and then we can, we can live up to the occasional merch tier. So
1: Yeah, it does say occasional.
2: Oh, and frontrunner patrons, there'll be something special in there for you as well.
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: there will be top secret yeah
0: didn't we say that like two episodes ago what didn't we were didn't you put it on twitter no I didn't
1: oh okay I don't remember if we said that but it is time for an announcement I didn't tell
0: the patrons we were giving it to them I just okay. said was hmm. like look at these cool UTA fair tokens we got
1: yeah so we will <laughs> we will send a UTA fair token with your buttons our patrons yeah. thank you
0: Oh, Our patrons are... At $69.69 per month, Kansas City streetcar tier. <laughs>
1: so true.
0: Zach Adams. And at $35 per month, uh, Kansas City streetcar before it was extended tier, generic GT. At regu- or at uh, Tucson streetcar tier, we have <laughs> Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, Mike Christensen, Phobos 2390, and Tony Stunts. Mm. Yeah, thank you,
2: front our patrons. And at our redline tier, $5 a month, we have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ. Hi, Will. Watkins. Jeez, that, that is bad. Um, Elijah Kinsler, G4, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Reluctant LA Resident, and Robert P. Walsh.
1: At Portland Streetcar tier, we have Alex Dykelski, Ben Busath, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, Gonza12, Jack McCoskey, Martin Hecker-Martinez, Matt Gray, Oliver, Seth, and Zach for stop.
0: And at grind tier, uh, S-line tier. <laughs> so, that fitting. Uh, we have Andrea Levine, Benjamin Wood, John Heron-Gorman, Joshua S. Horvath, and Kapil. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. You pay our rent.
1: Right, we did establish last episode. We can
0: just say lies.
1: <laughs>
0: the, the, the real lies podcast. Can we,
1: can we get that on a pin?
0: <laughs> the lies podcast, yes.
2: Yeah, well, we've got the devil pin, so. Oh my that's goodness, we of, have it
1: in dark mode now, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. That, that's probably one of the dumbest designs we have.
0: I'm going to give one of those to, to my priest and see if they <laughs> <you> like him. <laughs>